Welcome back to the Atari Recharge Podcast. This is Jason Polanski, the producer at Atari. You can follow me at Jays of Doom on Twitter. Joined as always by Adam Nickerson at the Adam Vision on Twitter, title lead on the Recharge series. And we have no guests today. It's just us. Back to the beginning. Back to the roots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And 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 this started just as smoothly as ever. It did. This is a second take, but this is how it goes. The magic of editing. I, I could say it was like the seventh take and people like they don't know. I could cut out you saying it's a seventh take and we could just agree <laughs> that it was the second take. <laughs> anyway, Adam, how you doing? Uh, no complaints. Um uh, working away on things and uh happy to uh see people enjoying the game yeah likewise it's great great to see people enjoying the game we got some feedback that we'll talk about in a little bit um and what the game is they are referring to of course which is centipede recharged available on almost every platform that you may or may not own which include the atari vcs on pc via steam and epic nintendo switch xbox one series x and s ps4 and ps5 get those now and of course we got black widow recharged coming on october 28th just in time for halloween it's awesome i was just spending a bunch of time working on some key art and uploading that to the playstation stores and let me tell you something that art is gorgeous i asked maria if she wants to join us one day on the podcast hopefully she will but she is she's a force she has a talent and my god i don't don't understand how somebody somebody can make a sketch like say here, I got some sketches ready, and every single one of them looks like a final product. Oh yeah, so, well, that, and that's, and they're that's better it. than anything I've ever drawn or created in my life. Yeah, and she's agreed. like, oh no, I just I like spent course. no time on this. <laughs> yeah, this is a sketch. I did this in thirty yeah. minutes. All of them? Yeah, all of them. Yeah. What's the problem? Nothing. No problem. It's fine. Keep carrying on. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. But hopefully she can uh, she can join us one day. Um, yeah, but, uh, we'll, we'll try to keep, this one's probably going to be a little quicker. Got a couple of things we'll run through here. We got a fun little topic at the end. And let me tell you something. A lot of people reached out and asked me for the Engage story. And by a lot of people, I mean a handful of our most loyal listeners. So I will tell that story later. It is not that interesting. I will set expectations way low. Yeah. Um, uh, but I will say it because it was ass. And I'm going to tell you this now so that if I forget to say it by the end, you can remind me and I will tell it. Okay, perfect. So let's kick off with a little bit of feedback. And I'm also going to loop the questions into, into the beginning here as well, because we don't have a guest to dive into their history of. Um, so let's just start there. Uh, Read it from YouTube. Um, following up, Matthew Nunn, who wrote in last week he commented a whole a whole slew of comments so i'm just gonna read all of them hi again my surname is pronounced as none not noon like the godly word but not so holy i see what you did there or none like zero you could have used that too but i i I like what you did looking at the spelling now i would have gone with none yeah yeah that probably makes more sense but you never know (laughs) you never know then he says, engage story, please. I think you mean engage. We just addressed that. Yes. And then he gets into some crazy conspiracy theories. Okay, perfect. Must have been a huge bogey for Jason to be blank for so long. I presume that Jason was picking his nose at halftime. And then you put some uh, crying, laughing emojis at the end here. Um, to address that point, 
about we do our when we're doing this podcast and recording usually when i say we're going to a commercial break mm-hmm. we take time we talk we uh you know we banter a little bit and then i have to cut it out and when we come back from the break i don't have to do anything we just start talking yeah in the instance of last week i pressed a button to stop the recording <laughs> For whatever reason, maybe thinking that I was resuming the recording, the recording, and as a result, we had to do a second recording after the break. In that footage, my audio and video were not in sync at all, and despite trying to fix it, it was just not working. Yeah. So one, I won't make this the same mistake today, so it should all be fine. But if my somehow my video is also blank this week, that would be because. The video was out of sync the entire time as well, but just one component <laughs> of it. So there's no grand conspiracy theory. I wasn't picking my nose. There wasn't a huge bogey, so to speak, he says as he scratches his nose. Um, <laughs> but it was just a technical misfortune of events. So just to address that point. And then the last thing that Matthew Nunn says I really want McDuffie, the rhythm slayer, to put her Atari work on Spotify. Her music is awesome, and all her previous creations are on Spotify, but not her most recent masterpieces. Vlog awesome. Keep up the great work. Centipede Recharge is awesome, but my wife has banned me from gaming. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> one at a time here. Um, good news, the album's now on Spotify. Ooh. I saw uh, Megan uh, posted that on Instagram, so she's worth the follow there uh, if you're not doing so already. But that is now on Spotify, so your your wish has been granted. Um, masterpiece, I believe it's one word, not two. Jesus, oh, so, so there's a little one for you. Thanks for the kind words on the on the podcast, and I feel really bad that you've been banned from gaming. Um, hopefully, <laughs> it's a temporary ban and not a perma band. As it sometimes goes. Yeah, I don't any... think I've ever been banned from gaming. I've been banned from games. So no, <laughs> no you've never been in a situation where someone has said you cannot play games. Yeah. You have to you have to sit in timeout. Yeah. Like maybe when I was a kid, but mm. yeah, not not currently, which like that's okay. I'm uh it, it, you're probably being more productive, right? I guess. <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't know there's other ways to be not productive than Fair. than playing games but is joy not productive that's the joy question is very productive exactly okay all right moving on i got a a, a duo of questions here one which and comes from kevin on youtube they're related so i'll read them both and then we'll respond kevin writes Please support mouse input for the PC versions of Breakout and Centipede so that people can play these games with an arcade spinner and trackball. And then on Twitter, Rocco Privatera, I think that's how you say it, says, any chance of getting mouse, getting the mouse working on Centipede using a PC Steam and community reporting and community reporting still no options. Not being able to use a mouse is criminal. Oh, dear. Criminal. Well, going to jail. um, I already responded to uh, Rocco on Twitter saying, hold on to those cuffs for, for a little longer. 
because we will be putting out an update. It'll be coming very soon uh, that will add mouse support into the game. So we apologize for anybody who was inconvenienced by this and wanted to play in the classic way. It was mm-hmm. definitely an oversight on our side. We'll we'll admit it when we when we make these kind of mistakes and can quickly adjust them. And you know, we're always listening to the feedback. So keep it coming. Even if it's not explicitly addressed on the show, know that we do read all the feedback. And we uh, we do have an update plan in place and things like these. We hear you loud and clear. You want to be able to play with your trackballs and yeah. you want to play with the mouse. And we will we will open up that option for uh, PC and on VCS. So that is in the cards. Adam, anything else to say there? Always good to have as many ways as possible to play the game so as many people can play it exactly how they want. Yeah, yeah. And, and while working on the game, I should say that it was never the, the actual reasoning behind it. We always tuned it to we were mainly tuning it to a controller. This is a game that's largely played on. Controllers and yeah. on PC, you, it, it obviously is tuned for the keyboard, even though there's no mouse control, you can use your keyboard. But um, there was a, there was a way that we looked at it as maybe an unfair advantage because of how too precise the mouse is, but at this point, the audience has spoken, and we will open up that option. Uh, we still think the game will have the challenge. And honestly, if you're using a trackball, then it's going to be really interesting to see those scores with the trackball. So I wish you guys the best, and uh, we will keep you posted once that goes live. Got another batch of uh, of questions here, all related to the same thing. We got F1JV on YouTube. Uh, both these comments are actually from YouTube, who says, no leaderboard yet. He just posts his high scores, I think, when he says 29,770 and then 32,920. He says, no leaderboard yet. Hoping Atari will have them for all recharged arcade games. And then Sabretooth Radio says, I'm really enjoying the game and I have it and have it on VCS and PS4. I think you nailed it. Some of these challenges, though, and you just cringe <laughs> and surprised emoji. Are global friend leaderboards on their way to VCS for this and future games in the series? The answer is... Yes. Yes, they are. Uh, We're working on that now. It's coming together. Um, The goal is to have it in time for uh, Black Widow. And we're trying to prioritize that. So that's the goal. Uh, No matter what happens, Black Widow is going to be out day and date with the other platforms with leaderboard with online leaderboards or not. But as soon as we get the functionality working and as that gets rolled out, both leaderboards and friend leaderboards, we will be adding them to the VCS versions of the game. So it's coming. It's happening. We again, we hear you. We're listening, and it's always the goal to keep uh, the parity wherever we can. Yeah. And oh, one thing I forgot to mention is you said um, is that one question before there was a comment about the uh, about the arcade spinner and trackball uh, for breakout. We will be supporting the spinner for uh, for breakout on the VCS. Got to happen. Got to do it. So we're gonna do it. Right. <laughs> you got to do it's it. It's exciting. It's cool. The spinner's cool. And it's interesting because we were talking about this with some of our other titles. Because if you ever play, if you go back and you play Atari Flashback Classics and you play Pong, mm-hmm. because those games are on emulators, since they're not meant to use classic controllers, you have to kind of replicate the original controls that they use, i.e. the dial in the case of a game like that. So... When you're playing Pong, you can't actually press up and down to move the paddles. Instead, you have to 
holds the controller, the you have to spin the thumbstick around in a circular pattern to move it. And it actually is even stranger because at least this is how it worked for, um, I think this is how it worked on the Switch version and for the most recent one, is that the, the direction of where you were positioning the analog stick was linked to a position on the field. So if you basically, oh. if you pushed it to the top, it would be at the top. And then if you moved it 45 degrees to the right, it would be in the center. And then if you moved it 45 degrees down, it would be at the bottom. So then it would track in between. And it was, and it is extremely difficult to play that way. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can so, imagine. Yeah. So when you have a, so when you have a console with an actual spinning dial, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good, a really good representation yeah. of a classic game. And to make it very clear what you're talking about on the classic uh, controller, the joystick controller is what you're talking about. On the VCS, you can actually twist the uh, the actual joystick part of it. Yeah, yeah, that's so. what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be very cool. So we got you covered on the VCS for those. Um, cool. Well, that's it for all the questions and feedback we have. Um, on the other side of the break, we got a we got a topic here where we'll talk about w- how we choose the titles that we have been recharging. So mm-hmm. give a little light into that, and we'll talk more about that on the other side of this commercial break. Atari Anonymous, my son Boris has a missile command problem. My mission in life is to save all of mankind. Lately, my daughter has developed a similar problem with Atari Warlords. Now with video pinball, my husband is acting funny lately. With Atari games so ingenious, so involving, so intense, I ask you, Atari Anonymous, is this problem contagious? All right, we're back. Man, Atari Anonymous. There's like a whole set of those. So we might we might be hearing a bit more from those uh, from those sponsors. It's very exciting. Very exciting. I want to get back to the. I want to get back to the kind of near, like uh-huh. dystopian type productions. Kind of miss. Is those. it just me, or did we watch a different ad? <laughs> I watched an just ad didn't... where a dog was playing the Atari. No, we we watched the same ad. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we watched. I'm losing my mind. We definitely watched the same ad. It starts with. It started though with the. Dear, dear Atari Anonymous. But no, that's oh. definitely the same ad. So, hey, if audio listeners, if you want to see what that's about, yeah. check it out on YouTube. Just <laughs> go to the Atari YouTube channel and you'll find uh, and you'll find what we're talking about. Let, let's go back to the basics, right? Okay. Uh, last year, we launched, we, we actually signed to create Missile Command Recharge in... I want to say it was December of 2019. That's when we actually signed. Yeah, to, to probably. And we were talking about it for a bit longer before that. And then it took us about a year to finalize the, after the launch of Missile Command, it took us about a year to then finalize the the next agreement. Obviously, there was a global pandemic. There still is a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so so there were some uh, complications there, which held up the the timing. But overall, it took us about a year to get to that final list where we ended up with Centipede, Black Widow, Asteroids, and Breakout, right? Yep. So I'm going to first put the question on you. 
Mm-hmm. Because not necessarily with Missile Command. Yeah. But for this batch, what do you think was the biggest inspiration of how you determined what games you wanted to do and give the recharge treatment to? Uh, I'd say it's pretty straightforward. It's the games that I looked at, whether whether I thought they were you know necessarily perfect originally. Um, it's the games that I could look at right now and be like, oh, we can make a fun, tight arcade mode for this where it's just you can play, score chase, um, and, and just that like live, die, retry uh concept is just always in my head of like play and play again just one more round and and it just works so well for each of these titles there's a great way to put it that way to to kind of extend the level instead of it being you know the break in between each level and counting up the score it's just you know your five minute burst of playing the game and seeing how long you can survive yeah yeah it's a really addictive formula obviously you've been doing those kind of games for a while um, you know, you mentioned, I don't, I still don't think I ever checked out what, uh, fallopian frenzy is as a game, but <laughs> maybe they'll sponsor a podcast, <laughs> but the, that'll be, that'll be interesting. But the, but playing things like ding dong XL and orbit XL and those kind yeah. of games. Yeah. The, the loop of jumping in and then dying once quickly and, and then quickly jumping in and having that loop, um, execute as fast as possible. So that you don't even have the time to think about whether or not you want to try again. You'll just do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then and for Missile Command, I guess the timing worked out well because the timing for Missile Command was in the was the 40th anniversary of Missile Command. Yeah. And coincidentally, we're in the 40 we're we're celebrating the 40th anniversary of Centipede. So it worked out pretty well. And I believe Black Widow's 40th anniversary is next year. Ooh. But we just couldn't. We just couldn't wait to do Black Widow. No. We just really wanted to do it. Every time I bring up Black Widow, uh, Wade, our CEO, every time I bring it up around him, he always says how he's like, "Ooh, my favorite." <laughs> he, always, <laughs> he always brings it up, so he's really excited yeah. about that one. Was there anything since Black Widow, the one that is most imminent? What stands out to you about Black Widow, and what did you want to do with that one um, specifically? Black Widow to me is one. It's it's so unique because it came out at the time uh, where like it, its competitor would have been a Robotron, right? So these two giant uh, companies same putting year. out, yep, same year, uh, putting out twin stick shooters, uh, which was a thing that just wasn't being done. If I remember correctly, there was a, a much more basic primitive game before either of those, but I, I don't recall the name of it, but um, they're easily the grandfather's, or grandmothers of the twin stick shooter and twin stick shooting is one of my favorite genres, but also the hardest I find to find a perfect loop for geometry wars. Obviously one of my absolute favorites. I'm sure people can tell just based on my games um, that I love that score chasing feel and black widow, like, being able to just even near something like that and just have a frantic fun twin stick shooter is just amazing. It's cool because I think one of the, one of the questions, I think you look at the IP list of everything we have 
at um, at Atari. Like I think every time it comes up in conversation, like we have 150 IPs. Like we got a lot of them, right? A lot of these classic yeah. games. And you look at the set. When all is said and done, we'd have done Missile Command, Centipede, Black Widow, Asteroids, Breakout. One of those is definitely not like the other, <laughs> right? This is, yeah. I believe this is only going to be the second Black Widow game ever. Because other than showing up in collections and maybe, you know, I think that's it. Just collections, yeah. right? That there hasn't been any other Black Widow game. It's only been in arcades. I don't think yep. there was a version on like any of the consoles, 5200 or anything like that. It's just all, it's just all arcade based. So this is, this is kind of unique. And I could say that when we looked at the list, when actually it came down to deciding what we wanted to do, we had missile command. Then the plan, one of the ideas for a topic, and we'll still probably do it at some point is a postmortem on missile command recharge and how we ended up to what was going on with these titles. But the when we were putting it all together, the idea was, all right, we need to go bigger and we need to do more of them. And yeah. the idea to do them kind of all in lockstep with each other. And actually, when I first put the things together, I said, all right, we're going to do three. And then it was actually Wade who said, no, do four. And you're like, OK, well, I guess we're doing four then. <laughs> and we looked at the entire list of yeah. IPs and we kind of prioritized everything and categorized them as what we what we wanted to do. And of course, there's that style that Adam was just speaking to, which is how do you adopt that style of score chasing in the arcade mode? Because then yeah. you build out the challenges from there with various configurations of the uh, and, and objectives and things to do and not do. And then you start with that point. And then after that, and, and then it was just looking at, okay, well, what do we want to do more than the others and prioritizing them? And then it was also looking at Mindshare. And saying, well, if we're going to do, there, there are some games that are have more cult status, yeah, like Black Widow, that are just as viable from a gameplay standpoint as something that's more notorious as Centipede or oh, Asteroids. Yeah. So, looking at that list when looking at these buckets, because I can, I can tease here and say, this isn't the end, right? We recharged as a series we have every intention of doing more of these and for any sort of bucket of titles that comes out in order to get in a few, like at least one, we'll call it a B side, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stacked along right alongside the, the A, the, the A tier S tiers as, as the kids would yeah. say, right. You know, if I'm going to do that ranking list of uh, double S share. Double S. Whoa. What would be the double S IP to you? The double S Atari IP? Uh, Centipede. You think Centipede is, is the, is there more than I, one or is there just one double S? There might be more than one because, you know, Pong. Uh, yeah. But like, keep in mind, Pong is so, such a primitive game that it's a much, it's a much different take. Uh, like, Breakout to me has always kind of felt like the next step of Pong. And then those further steps we took over the years. So it's, uh, it's tough. Missile Command, you know, it's just such a good one. Such a good yeah. one. It's got to be a double S. Funny, funny story about Missile Command is when we first started talking about the games and we were talking to Vitus, uh, who's, you know, the game designer who was on episode three. He 
I asked the question to him. I was like, Vitus, what what games, if any, would you what, what would be your dream game to work on from a yeah. uh, from the, a recharge standpoint? He said, Missile Command. I was like, Well, too late for that. But what else? <laughs> <laughs> so so it's exciting. Uh, and there's a lot more stuff that we have. I mean, we were we were talking about future outlook and just mm-hmm. looking at the list. Um, there was there was a bunch of stuff on there that I said, Oh man, it would be really cool to do this and seeing and the mindset between mm-hmm. where we were before we started Missile Command. Yeah. After we completed Missile Command and before these titles. And now that we're on the nearly the other side of these titles and planning for what's potentially to come, mm-hmm. it's it's really interesting because I think once you kind of understand the formula, so to speak, because all of these games have a similar through line of content and um and not feel because they're all very different games, but they have this same style of accessibility and that original gameplay, but feeling modern. Yeah. It's um, you can also think of ways to kind of bend and tweak and break those rules as you get there and be like, well, what if we just did a little bit here and did a little bit here, like something that wouldn't necessarily fit in this box, but now it can. Like Breakout is a perfect example of that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And part of the thing is always also, like, as we've talked about many times, we want it to be the game that people remember playing, not the actual game. Because it's if it's the actual game, it will feel dated because, yeah, game design has moved on. So we want it to be that game, but we want to add those extra things to just even if they're small things and just like things that make it more exciting or things that allow a person to replay it more often because we're not trying to milk you of your quarters. Right. So it's a different style. Now, if we were recording this maybe two or three weeks ago and talking about this topic, I'd have asked Adam, Hey, what, what's your dream? What's your, what's your dream project you want to do next for recharged? But we already had that conversation. So I'm not going to ask him here because it's not your time to know, uh, but <laughs> instead I will ask you, the listeners yeah. and the watchers, what do you think? What would you like to see as the as a recharge title in the future? And uh, you know, knowing what you know now about what Centipede is like now that you have your hands on it, you have a glimpse of Black Widow. I'll be posting more gifts of uh, of these titles just to teach. Yeah, that was a good one. More and more. Oh, it was great. It was so good. It's just easy. It's easy yeah. to get cool footage of these games because they're so cool. Yeah. That's the beauty of them, right? Like anytime you have that, oh, snap moment in the game. And if I'm recording it, like it's it just sidebar here. That clip came from a recording. When you submit for reviews, you have to send actually specifically because we use digital, we're only doing digital distribution now, but I need yeah. recording for a Japanese review. So I have to yeah. record 15 minutes of footage. And that was just oh, a cool thing that happened in the 15 minutes of footage. Cool. So I was just like, That's oh, funny. that'll make a good gift. So I pulled that, threw it in there, and <laughs> here we are. A little bit of inside baseball there. But I think that's why people listen to this. So that's the general idea. Let us know what you think. Uh, let us know what what you uh, what you'd like to see in a in a recharge game, and uh, and any titles that stand out. Uh, would love to hear them. And like I said, we read all the comments, even if we don't actively address them all. We are reading. We are listening. We're not listening. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing any like read out loud. We're kind of listening. 
Well, we like, I listening. sometimes put my head out the window and I'm like, I love the game. And then yeah, someone tells me to <laughs> go back inside. And then, and then whoever it is that's driving the car says, get your head back in the window. <laughs> You're not a dog. <laughs> uh, All right. They don't know that. So before we get into what we're playing, I said I'd tell you the end gauge story, and I promised it was going to be underwhelming. So here it is. Oh, God. Before I started working in the industry, I actually... Um, I actually worked at uh, EB Games kind of as or right before it was acquired by GameStop in the US. Okay. So it was EB Games. And, um, and I remember it was during my, it was the interview that I had before I actually started working. So shout out to JP, who was the manager of that store. Um, <laughs> Pal- Palisade Center, fourth floor. If anybody's familiar with that, I will be amazed. But someone did write a whole comment to... Uh, <laughs> to taught us in the last episode so if we got like very specific there in lithuania i feel like there's enough people somewhere in rockland county who's like yes i know it (laughs) so anyway i'm sitting down for the interview and i'm dumb right like I'm, i'm dumb i'm 16 i don't know how interviews are supposed to work so we go through the whole interview it goes well i knew these guys before anyway because i was a regular at these stores and and at the end he's like so and, and he was holding an n-gauge like his phone was actually an n-gauge gen 2 n-gauge we had a little sidebar about this but the difference between how do you know the difference between a gen 1 n-gauge and a gen 2 n-gauge all right so the n-gauge was shaped like a taco this is just a sidebar education for those that don't know. Engage yeah, phone shaped like a taco. Gen one, you spoke into the bottom of the taco. Oh gen two, gosh. you spoke into the side of the taco, much more reasonable. Other difference, gen one, you had to take out the battery to change the games. Gen two, you didn't have to do this. And JP had battery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So JP <laughs> had yeah, I know. It was very odd design. Uh, <laughs> JP had one of these end gauges. And when he asked, when the interview ends, like any other interview would end, he'd be like, hey, do you have any questions for me? And I, of course, asked the question, what do you think of the end gauge? Yeah. And his, his response, like I said, you'll be very underwhelmed because he's like, oh, it's great. I love it. It's amazing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And that was the end of the interview. And JP yes, I got the job. In prison now. He's he JP's was not in prison. He's got that. he's a family man. He's got kids. He's very <laughs> he's he's not at GameStop anymore, to my knowledge. Uh, but yeah, fan of Engage. You gotta you gotta respect it. You gotta respect no. it. No, you don't. <laughs> I really don't. Like there's no there's nothing that says you have to respect it. Or you don't Nobody have to, to but you don't have to, but I do. Okay, that's a difference. Yeah, Jason respects it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so there you go. Hope it was as underwhelming as I promised it was. Let's end as always with what we're currently playing. Adam, why don't you start? You, 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 you go. I always go oh, first. I go. Okay, fine. I'll go first. First. Yes. I'm going to take a cheap answer and say I've been playing Black Widow on Switch. Black Widow recharged on Switch because <gasps> we um, now that you have early now that access it's up on the store. It's yeah. Somehow I have early access to Black Widow on the Switch. Yeah, it's crazy, right? So I actually I did boot that up on Switch. I've been playing that a bit, um, and it's it's pretty great. But otherwise, I am also playing. I, I started Lost Judgment. Uh, oh, nice. I am a 
huge, huge fan of the Yakuza series and Judgment was amazing as well. I've yeah. played with the exception of the Japanese only Kanzan, Kanzan series in yeah. Japan, which is like feudal Japan, uh, Yakuza and the zombie spinoff. Didn't play that one. Never saw that one. Other than that. Yeah, it's like a third person shooter. It's strange. Wow. Other than that, played every Yakuza RGG game that's come out. And it's like once a year, these things come out and it's amazing. And yeah. no one makes games like they do. It always makes me want to go back to Japan. The recreation of downtown of uh, Shinjuku Red Light District is phenomenal. This one's also in uh, Yokohama, which is the same place where I believe it's Yokohama, which is also where Yakuza Like a Dragon took place last year. And their, their storytelling is great. The characters are always fun. And it's just as a, as a beat em up. No, no one really makes games like this. They're the only ones. So when they, so when they come out, it's, it's something that's very exciting to me. You know, there's a lot of first person shooters. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of third person shooters, a lot of RPGs, but the, there's not many melodramatic Japanese beat em ups in the world. And how is it? I just get very excited. Go ahead. How is it they go in those games? Cause I think they're glorious. They go from the most ridiculous nonsense you've ever seen in a video game to then within a minute flipping to like an extremely dramatic story that you actually care about. It's, you know what, I I think that balancing act. I've chalked it up to, um, well, one, it's the writing. It's a testament to the writing of it and the world that they've established. Localization, that's true. And the rules. And also, I find that... It's funny because this came up. I was actually just having this conversation the other day. Yeah. It's the same reason why I think Vin Diesel's character, Dom in Fast and Furious, is the weakest character. Uh-huh. Is because the way it's the way he's written and what he does in those movies is too perfect. There's never any sense of vulnerability or goofiness. Mm-hmm. But you look through historically, and this happens mostly in these um, in these kind of Japanese narratives. Um, where the main protagonist that you think about as this badass always has these moments of silliness and vulnerability of vulnerability. Like look at somebody like Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop yeah. or even Solid Snake in Metal Gear Solid, yeah. right? Like these are characters that even though they have that you think about them as badass, there's yeah. always those moments and they're not the main story beats, but they are, there are these moments that are very silly that do better to flesh them out and humanize them as characters. So you're always engaged with the characters and they feel more real, even if they're in the most ridiculous of scenarios. Yeah. I That makes a lot of sense. I agree with that. Yeah. But I'm sure you have some writer friends that, um, that would probably just, that could very possibly disagree with me and be like, that's a load of nonsense. <laughs> that's not why it's just, Listen, they, they don't know what they're talking about. They're just, they're just nuts over there and they are, yeah. they are so committed that it just happens to work. Listen, a writer friend of mine, I will tell you, absolutely obsessed over uh the last yakuza it's incredible uh, that's the first yeah. thing i played on my xbox series x when i got it and yeah. i Hell was of a game. Um, and actually i had the game before i got the console because my console was delivered a day late oh god damn it <laughs> so there you go that's always all right so what so what about you um i've been playing one game and one game only there's only one game that exists anymore for me and that is from once again a scrappy little game company known as Amazon Games, still New Nerd. World. 
I have been obsessing. Um, it is a game of checklists, and I both love and hate it after a week of playing it. And I have many, many, many problems with it. Um, yet I still will boot it up, and I still will go chop down some stupid trees, and I still will walk across the goddamn map to turn in a quest because there's absolutely no sense to their entire quest system and where the quest givers are, and I hate it. And I can't wait to play it again. Cool. Yeah. Sounds like a sounds like a game for uh, massacre. Driving me insane. I'm going insane. <laughs> Great. Well, try to try to hold on to your sanity. We'll see. <laughs> People love it. I didn't realize it was this kind of relationship that they had with their love for it. But yeah. keep on keep on doing you, I guess. Why is there no mounts in the game? Why do I have to walk? That's why I stopped playing World of Warcraft back in uh, V1 days. Yeah, I don't want to wait to get to level 40 to get a mount. And I got tired of yeah. walking places. And I was like, I'm good. I don't need this in my life anymore. But hey, those first 20 something levels or so were pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure it'll be there soon. Uh -huh. Anyway. Anyway, we'll we'll wrap this thing up. Thanks again for listening. Centipede Recharge still out there. On everything. Target everything. VCS, PC via Switch and Epic Game Store. Where else? Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, PS4. And wow. Black Widow Recharge, you can wishlist that. If you haven't done oh, so yeah. yet, you can wishlist that on both Epic and Steam. Ooh. So you can do both. Epic Store page is going up as of this recording, so you'll be, you'll be able to do that as well if that's your nice. place you like to play. They just have a new achievement system pop up in there. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, gotta, gotta love that. I'll give support to Epic. They've been very nice to us. So we'll be nice to them. And uh, yeah, you'll see the other stores pop up as well. Uh, you can now pre-order on Xbox and hopefully, and then Switch, you'll be able to pre-order next week. And yes. on uh, and then PS4 and 5, we are working on it. And if you're going to get it there, just hold out. It'll be there the same day, just as just a centipede. It'll, it was there. Yep. And for anybody who had that trophy issue, I'm sorry, but that's fixed. <laughs> And I won't make the same mistake for Black Widow Recharged, I promise. He has been All punished. Right. I've been punished by myself, by my guilt. By himself. <laughs> well, Adam, thanks for joining us. This has been, uh, we, we kept him a little bit shorter, but I think it's good. We'll try to bring in a guest for next week again. And uh, again, that's Adam. You can follow him on at the Adam Vision on Twitter. You can follow me at Jays of Doom. Adam, say goodbye to the people. Bye.